Hi, welcome back to Get Schooled, an outlet of the Kentucky Student Voice team as a podcast. Today, we'll be talking about college admissions and the stress that comes along with it. We're going to mainly focus on a roundtable between three students from widely different schools in Kentucky, discussing the differences between counselors and school resources that they are receiving right now currently. Thank you for listening in. I'm Kira Pusateri. I'm in 12th grade and I go to Danville High School in Danville, Kentucky. William Brody Markham. I go to 12th grade and Garrett County High School. Um, I'm Zachary Wadsworth. I go to Martha Lane Collins High School and I am a senior. So our first topic that we saw, first common theme in our um, college applications was that it's hard to build relationships with your college counselor or with your counselor at school, um, despite how many counselors you may have. I know that at some smaller schools like my own, we only have two counselors for the entire school. And um, it's really difficult to even like get to know that person just because of the, the high demand for meetings, as well as like I've, I've had three counselors in four years because they've just kind of like, I don't know, there's a lot of, um, what's the word, like turnover for teachers in our school and counselors. That's been a problem as well, which has definitely affected my um, college application process. Can I ask, like, how many how many students do you have at your school? I have about I think there's four hundred, five hundred, not very many. There's like ninety eight in my grade. Yeah, because um, at Collins we have um, it's about eleven hundred students, and we also have two counselors. So each counselor is having to juggle, you know, five hundred plus students at the same time. Students are coming in, students are leaving, some students are applying to college. There's all these scholarships moving around. Um, and so I feel like, like, like you said, it's very impersonal because you can't really get to know your counselor the way I think colleges think that students know their counselor. And so it's just hard for counselors to really get with you about stuff that really matters, like college applications, because if they did that for everyone, they, there's no way. It's just not possible. Rolling off stands out. For me, the only time a relationship with a counselor is actually a thing is whenever it's me accosting them. Or, yes, like, you have to openly force your way into my counselor's door. The only outreach they have is a QR code they put on pieces of paper that are not actually around really anymore because they put it up, like, three pieces of paper in our entire school. Um, so, like, you can't actually uh, reasonably do it when you're an underclassman in my school because your counselor, you're told it's, like, assigned to you, but you never meet them. And there's never a personal relationship, so you're just kind of scared. And it's never, like, healthily developed for students that are not as um, aggressive with their admins like I am. So, yeah, for smaller schools, I feel like, especially ones that are, like, kind of worse, like mine, it's very hard to actually get any relationship whatsoever with a counselor because they have a very impersonal and very lazy um, work uh, ways. Like, not to, like, discredit counselors in general, but counselors in underfunded areas are not exactly known for being amazing uh, for having personal relationships with students. I will say that, like, we so we have similar problems at my school. I go to Danville High School, but I was already, which is, like, Central Kentucky, kind of rural. Um, I will say that it's really difficult to be a counselor in a rural area, and I don't really, like, I don't blame them for all the problems that they have, but I have seen some things that could be improved, um, both on there and, and on 
the students end and on the admins end because they like I know that our school they pile everything onto the counselors um, like graduation stuff like college scholarships career center stuff because we have um, connections with the career center near us which we'll talk about later um, but like I, I I do feel for them but also I've had a few experiences with counselors that are not very nice to me even though I've tried I'm like hey like I really need you to fill this out for me or like or even just like submit my transcript somewhere and um yeah it hasn't like even hasn't gone over so well sometimes with my counselor which is okay I get it but it can be really frustrating if you're trying to apply to like some top-notch schools or scholarships um and along with that comment that I just said um I the next like question or topic is um what is expected of you like from the or like quote-unquote expect like what's the norm at your school for um post-graduation uh like uh, like what's the word post-graduation things like what what is the next step or like what's the most common thing that students do after graduation do they go to college do they go to trade school do they go out of the workforce like what's what happens military like what's common at your school um i'll go first i guess um so i think at my school in the past it's been very like since our, our school is very much newer it i think it opened in 2011 so it's pretty new, but around kind of like the beginning years of the school, there was a lot of, um, it was considered very like prestigious, I guess. And there was a lot of students who would go to college and like nice universities and stuff like that. Um, but I think as time has kind of gone on, um, there have been like, there's an increasing amount of, uh, of students in our district, in our school, and our district has become more and more low income. And so as that's kind of happened, you start to see more students drop out and you also start to see more students who don't really get to go to the college or university or, or post-secondary program that they wanted to because they didn't know how to access it or they didn't know um, what the, what the requirements were or where to go or who to talk to. Um, and so I think you see more of kind of a struggle recently than you have in the past, just because there are way more options available to students now than I feel like there were before, which can be kind of a good thing and a bad thing. Um, it just really depends on like the level of involvement, um, just depending on like how willing a student is to look for things and how available the access to those resources are for them at their school. So just like kind of start with if nobody, if nobody else has a oh, let's add to this topic. I feel like I, I didn't really totally get the question, but you put it in the chat. So, um, what is our school most focus on? I would say there's definitely been less of a focus on like you have to go to college, you have to go to university, or else you won't be successful. Um, I think there are definitely more options available to students, which I think is nice. Um, one thing I don't think is super great though is that our as a state we keep decreasing like the ACT benchmarks, like the testing benchmarks. Um, and so it's kind of like our students aren't reaching the bar and we just keep moving it down instead of lifting those students up, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of students who are graduating out of this like lowered graduation requirement. And then they're finding that, hey, you know, a lot of colleges might that you might be interested in might want this ACT score, like this requirement that we've brought down. Um, and so I think it is kind of important to really focus on the success of the students um, and just let them go on whatever path they feel like they want to go to. Like, even if that doesn't look like college 
or going straight into like the career field like as long as they have a plan something set up for them in the future like they know that they're going to have something i feel like that's the most important thing my school has very little to no standards whatsoever when it comes to graduation it's kind of a platitude um my school is actually known for lying to its students about uh, like getting pathway systems and things for them to give us the school money by doing pathways by saying they have to do them. While in the handbook it says college or career ready, it is always forced on the students to do career ready. I had to argue with the counselor who was actually a librarian that I didn't have to do a pathway. Um, because I wanted to focus on college classes and things like that. But we force our students for money to either do a business pathway to get like a Microsoft Excel like uh, a certificate or like a culinary pathway. And that's it. Like those are the only options our school offers. And if you don't do them, like you're basically shunned or you're told you're wrong by your counselors. Like you're, you are degraded. Basically you're like talked down to um, unless you are an outlier and you're kind of like pushing for yourself basically you have to advocate for yourself a lot and our school mainly uses students as a way to get money to keep its doors open then actually help students in the long term yeah for sure i i will say that my school um like the the trend or not really trend but like the what what happens most often is that students go to colleges locally or they go to a trade school or they go to BCTC and transfer. Like that happens a lot um, at our schools, which is definitely like, it's always a great option. I think that the BCTC pathway is always like a really, really good option for just for like, like monetarily and also just um, education wise, it's a good option. Um, but like our, yeah, our standards are not great. I don't think that we are prepared for college at all at my school. Which is like I don't know. It, it's it, it's difficult to judge anyone for just because I know that like we don't have um, we don't have like a multitude of resources and we don't have a we don't we have a very young staff right now of teachers and I know it's really difficult to like pull that together and to um, like really emphasize college and there's so many other things we need to focus on like feeding our students because we have our our school is seventy percent low income and. Um, like we all qualify for free reduced lunch, which is a whole other thing. But like school is not really the top priority in our school, which is funny because it's it's a school, but still, it, I mean, like it's not really the first thing people think about. Um, but I, my the one of the interview people that I one of the people that I interviewed um, who goes to Gatton, he said that his school like it's kind of the norm to go to an Ivy League or to a top twenty. It's kind of like Gatton is like a like a pathway to one of those schools. And if you don't go there, you're kind of considered like you're failing, even though that's not really like what they say, but it's very like kind of expected that um, that's what you're supposed to do. Or even like being a, like an honor roll or AP student, you still kind of get that vibe um, just from, I don't know, like self pressure and then from adults, honestly, adults are kind of like, they are always talking about that. But um, yeah, I would say that at my school personally, um, just, yeah, trade school, college, military is probably the the norm, which is, I mean, like it it's it makes sense for the region. It's it's always like the schools that most people go to are always a good fit for them, I think. Um, but yeah, it's yeah we we do get a lot of EKU, a lot of EKU, a lot of center because Dan centers in here in Danville, and centers a great college, and we get actually a lot of Berea students too. Berea and center are amazing colleges, and so are EKU and UK and BCTC. So yeah, and like they're all great schools, and um. 
Yeah. So like another question that's somewhat similar to this um, is very similar, actually. Um, how has your school's view of college or post-graduation plans affected your view of the college admissions process? So any like feelings about it, any emotions, any um, just kind of like, if you, have you changed anything about yourself or your pathway to fit what your school wants or um, requires really? I think my school feeds like a like overarching sense of like apathy basically towards schooling, more of a like a thing to trudge through, lest actually prepare for a specific thing they want you to do. Now, I've already mentioned the school wants you to do pathways, but I've not like really acclimated to that considering I've not done pathways. I only do classes if it like pertains to me really like, being an officer in a club or something. Um, but I feel like I had to actually force myself into being able to be an AP student, which is, I think, a lot of, like, my student, like, my board actually names gifted and talented people very, very early on, like, second grade. And then that that basically makes it, if you are a good student or a bad student, in our school's eyes. Considering I am not a gifted and talented student, but I am known as one of the more, like, academically, like, focused people I think it's kind of like a very – it shows that our school isn't very um, good about picking – I don't know. It, it feels like very naming for no reason, uh, like very labeling school, I think. So I, I don't know. I think our school labels people but actually doesn't pressure because it's kind of like apathetic to any actual change for their students, if that makes sense. Um. Okay. So – at my school, like I said, um, there's just a lot of, like, we're kind of moving away from this whole, like, college or nothing mentality. And hold on, let me read your, read your question just so that I make sure that I know. Um, okay, so my school's kind of view of this has changed my, like, view of the college admissions process a little bit because our school is so zoned in on, like you said, those pathway classes that they introduced. Um, specifically the STEM pathway at my school has become a huge money sink where we get a lot of funding to make sure that we kind of crank out kids that finish their pathway and it's in STEM to kind of repay this immense amount of money that we've spent on it. Um, if you look at some of the other pathways in my school, they're, they don't exactly have an overflowing amount of resources, but our STEM pathway has these like huge customized rooms and all these computers, 3D printers, sawmills, all kinds of like different machines and stuff for different things. And it's like, I feel like our school very much tries to push freshmen to like pick that. They're like, oh, it's a graduation requirement. It's not. And um, so I took all three years and I got my certification and everything. But it's like, there was almost no one in there who was serious about like, the pathway at all and they just all took it because they felt like they had to or they felt like they needed to because of the school um but i think there was maybe one or two students in all of the engineering classes i've ever taken that were like seriously passionate about it and so it's like during that period i felt like if i don't do it like am i not going to be able to graduate and it just felt like i had to do what our school offered or else it was just i wasn't going to be able to do the things i wanted to do and obviously i see now that that's not the case but it's kind of like a harmful mentality to push on people that are really young you know freshmen to pick this thing stick with it this is going to be like related to what you want to do in the future like that's not a choice they should have to make for a long time i feel like and so 
when you kind of like lead these students into doing something and kind of, I feel like it's not, I, I feel like it's not incredibly ethical to say, Hey, this is a graduation requirement. You have to do it to graduate. And then it's not. So I, I feel like maybe we should be a little more transparent about that, but that's just how it is in my school. Yeah. I, so I actually had like the opposite of what um, I thought would happen to me, like in the college process. I came into my school, like thinking, I was like, okay, Ivy League or bus. Like I got to go to an Ivy League. I got to do this. Like, it's like, this is what I have to do. And there's nothing wrong with the Ivy League at all. Like it's, well, I'm not going to say that. It, there's nothing like it. It's it's definitely it's good. They're good schools. They're good schools for some people. I just don't think that it's the right fit for me. But like as a like I don't know like a 12 year old or 13 year old and someone who like is in the gifted and talented programs like you think that like that's what you're supposed to like that is success and nothing else, which is definitely not true. And the more that I've um, been like acclimated into KSVT and to my school, I've realized that like that's not the best thing. Like. Um, Money is a huge factor in this, which we'll talk about um, later, but like money is a huge thing here because it's so expensive to go to college. Um, And also just like being around people who like, no one really talks about Ivy Leagues at our school, which I mean, like, why would we, we live so far away and it's so expensive. Um, And it's just kind of like not a thing really. So I I guess being around um, Center College helped me a lot with this because I saw like how many opportunities there are at like a small liberal arts school. Or like even um, like a research university like Indiana or UK are schools that I'm more interested in just because of the programs that you can get involved in um, have a much more like uh, so like close knit community within your school because my school is very small and I'm used to like the small classes and stuff. And it's been really beneficial for me. So I think that has definitely changed my perspective on this. I mean, I still did apply to a few Ivy Leagues. I'm not going to lie, but like I, I, I'm considering a lot more than I was in the beginning of high school or um, like middle school, really. Though I have still taken a lot of AP classes just because I would like a challenging, rigorous course load, even though that's kind of what's expected for um, Ivy Leagues. But yeah. Yep. Um, and then our next question kind of pertains to this as well. Um, um, like what kind of resources did your school offer? Um, like extracurriculars, clubs, uh, sports teams, like uh, research, I think research opportunities, it's not really a huge thing in this group of people maybe, but I know that like some of the big magnet schools and schools in Lexington, Louisville and Gatton all have research opportunities that are like that stand out in applications. So um, in that process, how, okay, the first question is what resources does your school have? And the second one is um, have you found yourself curating your application based on what colleges want? Um, because that is a huge thing as well. And if so, how has that affected your college process? So I'll leave that one open to the rest of you guys. Uh, okay, I can go next. Um, so the kind of resources that my school has, I feel like that's really been improving recently. Um, there's a lot of resources that I'm just now getting as a senior that I wish I would have had all four years of high school. But I think it's great that like our next group of students has that. Um, and I think one of the things I wish we had was definitely some kind of like um, college admissions or college applications workshop or like some sort of like common app assembly or I don't know something like, cause I feel like our school kind of gives us nothing in terms of preparing us to apply for college. We've never had a class. Like we haven't been told what common app is. We haven't had any sort of assembly about it. We haven't had any information emailed to us about it. So it's like, you really have to dig for it. And I feel like that's not how it should be. I feel like your senior year very much should be focused 
on um, making sure that you have something lined up after high school that you are interested in and just having access to all the resources and everything that you need to at least push yourself to be successful. Like I understand that, you know, counselors don't, don't, shouldn't have to chase you around and like say, Oh, like, Oh, here's a scholarship. But like for kids who are interested in that, they should have that opportunity. They shouldn't have to like fight for that. You know, like that should just kind of be something that's already there. Um, But in terms of extracurriculars, I feel like, um, I actually was inspired from by the Kentucky student voice team joining this to make one of my own school. Cause our school has never had one in the 12 years that we've been operating. So, um, that was something that I was really excited to be able to do. And I love that our school was open to that idea and like really willing to cooperate with us. And I think that is a really awesome opportunity that I've been able to have. Oh, and our school offers AP research, which I think is super, super awesome. It's a class I'm taking right now. And um, I think it is a class that is so, so important for those students that want to go to like high-end research universities. Like this is a class that they look for on people's resume. Like, and I feel like it's not really offered as much or in the way that it should be as widely as it should be. Um, And so I feel like that's something something that I think is relevant to the conversation just because there are so many research universities that students are interested in, but there's not as much actual access to those courses that those universities want. I feel like I have had to do a lot of outsourcing for almost all the things I do that is good for my application for college. My school offers a few things like FBLA or like um, FCCLA, things like that. But like, if we're being honest, they're not really that useful. I mean, like getting to go to nationals for help desk is neat, I suppose, but it's not actually useful at all. The APs we have are not very well taught um, chemistry, basically, like gen ed chemistry but with the label of ap also known as i teach myself from a book um so like in the respect of resources we don't really have anything there's no research there's like co-ops but that's like you going to canes in richmond on your fifth and sixth period like that's 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 the co-op um besides for one person that gets to work at like state farm or something because of some odd random thing um, and I have to curate my resume based off what I can ask to do for like YMCA or something. Our, my school had no teachers. None of them would ever sponsor it for me. So my senior year, I had to actually just go individually with a, like a, a different school, like basically adopting me for those conferences. Like a lot of the resources or like accomplishments I have are not because the school provided them, but because I had to find them. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah. If you have any like digging, let me know because my notifications are on and I can't turn them off. Anyways, yes, this question. So, I, yeah, small school here. Um, I, at first, I'm, so actually, fun fact, I moved from Zach's school, 
Marceline Collins. Um, well, I wasn't. I was in middle school still, but I moved from that district to here. Did you guys hear that ding? Okay, awesome. How do I turn that off? Did not hear the ding. No ding. Okay, great. Um, but yeah, I was really salty for a long time because I was so jealous that you guys had like everything. I'm like, you have a Y club, you have like theater stuff, you have like just all these things that are so cool. Like I want them so bad. Um, but like as much as I still kind of want those things, I have taken what I have here in Danville and I have run with that and I have found other things to like help um, just kind of like, I don't know, help incorporate the stuff here outward, like student voice team. And also um, I work with some other like programs that, within my community because that's important. Like that's very, yeah, like I understand the frustration of not having stuff um, like a ton of big things in your in your town but also like when i look when i really thought about it like the things in your community are more important like you should probably focus in your community first before anything else so that's what i did um our school has very very few clubs like very few like well-supported clubs we have academic team forensics kind of I, they might they might be going away we don't know and then we have um what do we have uh, we have like TSA, like robotics and stuff and like flight stuff. Um, I'm on the academic team. I love academic team. It's great. I've been doing it forever. Um, yeah, forensics is like, it's like, it's speech. It's not forensics. It's, I don't know why it's called forensics, but it's speech things. I don't know why, but yes. Um, so like, it's, there's, it's very limited options. Um, I play soccer too, so I, I there's well, several sports teams. Um, but I was just so frustrated for a long time because I couldn't, like, I couldn't be I, I wouldn't I would never be the same level as people from other like big schools I would never have that kind of like edge because I didn't have those um, like teams to join but I realized recently that like it's not really like up to me to like decide what's there it's, it's up to me like to take what I have and use it so that's what I've been trying to do through my college applications at first I, I, I said that I, I mean I would definitely say that I was curating and trying to like make it look good for college only, like in my, my freshman, sophomore year. But my junior and senior year, I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm not really happy. And if I'm not happy, this is not that important to me. Like I should be focusing on things that make me happy and things that I'm passionate about compared to like what schools want to see or really want, in quotations, want to see. So that's what I have been um, focusing on. And I've been a lot happier. And I think I've been a lot more, quote unquote, impressive because what I do um, is supported by like, actual work that I'm happy to do and I love being on this team and I love like doing academic team stuff and working with uh, like the middle school team because it's super fulfilling and super um important to me but if that like bites me in the butt with college applications I think I'm okay with that but I'm glad that like that's where I've ended up because it's so frustrating to like compare yourself and curate what you want what you, what, what what colleges want um in your application which is not always what the student wants so yeah and then um, let me look at our questions real quick. But yeah, we I think we have we used to have more APs, but now I think we have ten. They cut a few of them last year, um, but I've taken ten in person and two online. Um, and yeah, the online ones are not my friend. I don't like online classes. Not a fan. Okay, and then I think our last question. Where did it go? Okay, yeah. Um, do you, okay, did did you guys have a relationship with someone who has been through the college process or like a it could even be like a college admissions counselor outside of school 
or anyone that helped you um, externally that really like helped you through college application? And if you did, how did that help you? If you didn't, did you wish you had someone like that? Um, discuss. Um, I had no one in particular, really, for a very long time, because um, a lot of my school is based on the students that succeed are students that have people at their homes that are teaching them. So if you do not have a home life that is already positive, you are not going to succeed at my school. I didn't really have that. I had a rougher childhood. Um, so like, I didn't have access to people that would um, actually teach me how to school or teach me how to apply or teach me how to li live, whatever, whatever. And um, now that um, I, I, I had to outsource to one of our teachers or my friend's mom to help me with essays, like actually teach me how to do essays, it's gone to the point where I have to ask my gifted and talented teacher, which I am not in a part of GT, to teach me AP chemistry because my AP chemistry teacher won't teach us. Um, so like, I feel like having people in my life is not really what I got, but like sometimes I can get an odd comment in and, um, I don't know. No one really helped with the application process in my school. Like the counselors never really helped besides like writing an app, writing an essay if I asked them to. So like, it's more of a, they felt required than more they wanted to help like an obligation. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, so in terms of people at, or just like people that have really helped me with my college application, I'm fortunate enough to have two parents who have both been to college, but they're kind of older. So it's been a very long time since they've um, had to apply to college. So that means they don't really know anything about Common App. Um, they can read over my application, but that's kind of about all that they can really contribute. Um, I'm also very fortunate to have um, teachers at my school who really care about that kind of thing, especially because of the smaller class sizes of a lot of my AP classes, teachers can kind of afford to set aside that time to say, you know, hey, I don't mind to read over your application. I don't mind to write your letter of recommendation. Um, and that is something that I feel like a lot of students don't really have that, um, that access to. Um, I've also been very fortunate to have my, my RA from GSP, actually, um, I stayed in contact with them even after GSP and they um, are going to one of the schools that I'm applying to that's considered like kind of difficult to get into. So I have had them um, read over my application, which was also really nice to be able to have. Um, but I feel like in terms of people whose actual job it is to help me with my college applications, you know, like my counselors, um, there hasn't really been a whole lot of like outreach in terms of that or like offerings in terms of um, things from my counselor which I mean it's not entirely their fault just because they're so they're stretched so thin um but I have been privileged enough to have people help me outside of outside of my counselor yeah I can go next um so yeah I haven't had a like a ton of like I haven't had a college counselor that we hired or anything um uh, but I do have a friend whose mom she lives across the street so I'm pointing that way 
um, whose mom uh, helped me with my one of my one of my scholarship applications. So that was really nice because it was a very competitive scholarship, and I really really want it. So I um, had her look over my stuff. Um, but that's pretty much it. Besides my friend looking over my essays and my English teacher, who was also her mom looking over my essays. Um, but um, besides that, just kind of me writing in darkness. Um, lots of essays. Lots and lots of essays, but like I did not hire anyone or anything because that's a lot of money and too much, too much work, too much money, too much. I don't know. I I would just, I would yeah. That's not saying that like it's a terrible thing to do. I just I just don't really like. It's frustrating to have some like someone help you that much, and then people who don't have that help have to do the same process, um, and be frustrated like that. And I'll add like a little thing, a little tangent, kind of. Um, money is obviously a huge aspect here because college is so expensive. Not everyone can just afford the sticker price. And so like having that weight on your shoulders as well while you're applying is so frustrating. Um, and like, I, it, I know that like, it's important to do that, but it's just, it's a lot of extra work to apply for scholarships, a lot of extra work just to like have to think about um, like a, just the whole monetary aspect. Am I going to put my parents in debt because I want to go to this college? Um, that's a whole thing as well. And I, envy people who don't have to worry about that even as as like weird as that sounds it's just kind of it's frustrating to go through that process that could be much easier for those reasons if that makes sense but yeah yeah um that's all of our questions really so thanks for being here guys thank you for listening to another episode of get schooled as always get schooled student stories from across kentucky is brought to you by the Kentucky Student Voice Team. And you can follow us at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KYSTU Voice Team. While you're at it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could share this episode and subscribe to our show at Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And stay tuned for another episode of Get Schooled.